Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, October 8, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page XXIII, the forward to the fourth edition. Today's readers are um, Mary H. on the 12 Steps, Alice M. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Rebecca F., Larry K., and Julie R. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, October 7th, um, 2015, is 8091. Um, OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary H. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Kathy. This is Mary H. in Connecticut. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Mary H. I will now 
I'll ask Alice M. to read the 12 traditions. This is Alice, and these are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Alice. Our, uh, our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the direction for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share in what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page XXIII, the first paragraph, and I will ask Rebecca F. to get us started. Press star one, Rebecca. I'm here. It's Rebecca F. Can you hear me, Kathy? I can. Thanks. Good morning, everyone. This is Rebecca F. from Connecticut. I'm a compulsive overeater and grateful to be here. Forward to fourth edition. This fourth edition of Alcoholics Anonymous came off press in November 2001 at the start of a new millennium. Since the third edition was published in 1976, worldwide membership of AA has just
just about doubled to an estimated 2 million or more with nearly 100,800 groups meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. Literature has played a major role in AA's growth, and a striking phenomenon of the past quarter century has been the explosion of translations of our basic literature into many languages and dialects. In country after country where the AA seed was planted, it has taken root, slowly at first, then growing by leaps and bounds when literature has become available. Currently, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. As the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, it has also touched the lives of a vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. When the phrase, we are people who normally would not mix, page 17 of this book was written in 1939, it referred to a fellowship composed largely of men and a few women with quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. Like so much of AA's basic text, those words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could ever have imagined. The stories added to this edition represent a membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture have widened and have deepened. To encompass virtually everyone the first 100 members could have hoped to reach. Well, that's a lot of information, and it's about Alcoholics Anonymous and the growth of this Alcoholics Anonymous program. And... um, each forward talks about how many people um, belonged and how many groups there were and how many foreign countries um, the program has gotten to and then towards the the latter editions, how many um, translations the book has been made into. And so if you go back through all of the forwards, you can see this incredible growth from when the book was written in 1935, I mean, when the program started in 1935 to when the first edition came out in 1939 with more than 100 members and then 20 years, uh, 16 years later, uh, there were far above 150,000 members and then 21 years later, there were more than a million members, and then 25 years later, there were over 2 million members. And um, it's really quite exhilarating for me and exciting to see how far and widespread this program uh, has come and continues to go, and how many people... um, this book has been able to help. And when you factor in all the programs that have branched off and uh, used the same text, it's not just alcoholics, it's gamblers, it's overeaters, it's uh, sex addicts, it's um, people who have problems with narcotics. 
and so on and so forth, it pretty much infiltrated perhaps everyone in some way, shape, or form, whether personally or someone someone knows. So this program is like wildfire. And the part that really jumps out at me is sentence, like so much of AA's basic text, those words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could have ever could ever have imagined. So what I've learned in this program through working these steps, according to the big book, is that we can live a life beyond our wildest imagination. So Bill and Dr. Bob and the original founding members they had an imagination, just like I have an imagination, but they couldn't even fathom the degree to which they, this uh, material has made an impact on society as a whole. And I can't imagine even how tomorrow is going to look for me, because God does for me what I could never do for myself, and it keeps he keeps showing up for me in such a huge way and who knows what will happen um, with a vision for you and how we're impacting uh, compulsive overeaters and hopefully, you know, God willing, we're visionaries as people say on this line and um, things will occur that are beyond our wildest imagination too for the benefit of compulsive overeaters all over the world. And with that I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca F. Who would like to share on what was just read? This is Bella can I share? Okay, sure. Bella and who else? Kim G. Kim G. Anyone else? Okay, we'll start with those two. Go ahead, Bella. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, this paragraph that we just read, it's not only an information. It's as the message of recovery. Yes, this is the message. The 12-step program is a message of recovery. It's nothing to do with diet. It's not about losing weight and staying and stay in this weight. It's all about recovery. The, you know, when I just started the program, you know, for me, when I first came to the first face-to-face -face meeting and people started to talk about God, I said to myself, oh, please, stop. I came here to lose weight. I want to lose weight. But to lose weight, now I know it's not the recovery because the weight is only a symptom. I needed a program that I can live. I can live and not, you know, and not be dead, to live a dead life. And this is the message of recovery. Thank you, God, that now I am in the program and I am leaving the 12-step program. I know that the food is only a symptom. And when, you know, when I have the compulsive thinking, 
it it means that I, I I need to pause because it means something. It means that oh now what I my 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 character defect that now what is my ego power? And this is the message of recovery. That thank you God, thank you God that now that I am connected to an acceptance power, now I know that I am powerless and I can accept and admit that I am powerless. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella C. And Kim G, please go ahead. Press star one, Kim. Sorry, sorry, Kathy. I was double muted. I unmuted, but I had my phone muted. Um, good morning, all. My, my name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Uh, in country after country where the AA seed was planted, it has taken root slowly at first, then growing leaps and bounds when literature has become available. And I really see that as the power of the, of the writing, the power of this book versus just the personality coming in. Personality can be a strong attraction, but it's the book that is going to bring the clear-cut directions in its form. You know, I just think to my own experience. I came into OA in 94, so that was the third edition. And I remember when 2001, when the fourth edition came out, and I was panicked because the first thing I did is I opened up the book to page 449 to look for that acceptance prayer, and it wasn't there to find out it was on page 417. But the reason I say that is because I thought the big book was the stories. What I was nervous about was the funny stories being changed. I didn't understand the fact that the recovery was actually in the front of the book, that the stories were only there to get me to identify in, so I'm willing to do the work. You know, the other thing is, you know, I am someone, I came in in 94 and 96, these two gentlemen from Arkansas that everyone talks about, Joe and Charlie, came to New Jersey, and I actually saw them. I mean, you couldn't hear a clearer message than from these two gentlemen. But I have to tell you, what I walked away with, I remember thinking as I left the weekend was, man, this is incredible. But thank God I'm only a compulsive overeater, and all I have to do is go to meetings and just go stay abstinent. So it doesn't even matter how clear the message is. It, is. it is what I am bringing to it. So I think it's so important for us to understand that when did, it, when did AA grow by leaps and bounds? When this message was brought through the big book. And I like to use the example of Clarence Snyder, who is the founding member in Cleveland, Ohio. And they had a recovery rate of like 90% in the 40s. They were the first AA area that actually used the big book as a way of carrying the message. Because up to that point, New York and Akron didn't have the big book. And Bill would come there, and he would be shocked that 90% of the people were recovering in Akron, I mean, in Cleveland, whereas in New York, they had a very low recovery rate. And what Clarence Snyder told him was, well, in Cleveland, we believe in this big book and this connection with the higher power as being paramount. And my impression from New York is your is, the attitude is don't drink and go to meetings. Don't drink and go to meetings. So even back then, they saw that people that were united on the 12 steps through this book were having a better success rate than those people who were just grounded in the fellowship. And I'm going to end with this because I have my Sunday morning meeting. I love what it says in the format. It says the purpose of this meeting is to look at the program of recovery in the book, 
look at the program of recovery we're currently working, and can make adjustments where necessary. The more that I align myself with the directions in the book, the more peaceful, the more happy, the more joyous and free that I am. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Who else would like to share on these paragraphs? Marcella. Marcella. Melissa C. Melissa C. Anyone else? Okay, Marcella. Okay, Leah. Go ahead, Marcella. Good morning. Um, Thank you for your service. My name is Marcella, and I'm a recovered composer over here. Thank you so much. This conversation is fascinating to me. Um, I do believe in the big book, and I'm delighted that so many people all over the world in so many languages are using it for their different addictions, including food. And our challenge is to use this book for our specific addiction. And because if we read the big book, we just uh, read the word alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. So the lack of specificity as to what to eat or not eat, you know, that's, that's, a, that's our challenge. Our challenge is to translate what is my alcoholic food, what is my alcoholic volume, what is my alcoholic frequency, what are my alcoholic food behaviors. And, and, and that's, you know, that what, just like the big book says, as soon as we say, uh, let's practice entire abstinence, why does it say like a seed cultural of debate? Like that's when we start fighting. No, you're not abstinent. No, yeah, like, my abstinence is better than yours. Like that's not the way it is and all of that because imagine, you know, I just, just to give you an example, in Mexico, in Mexico where I was born, um, we have a, a much bigger breakfast than the typical American breakfast, much, much bigger. Actually, what we have for breakfast is the leftovers from the main meal. So, so people have protein and salads as breakfast. And then the lunch is the main meal, and the lunch, people take their lunch around, what we call lunch, their second meal, around 2 or 3 in the afternoon. And then the dinner is nothing. The dinner is like a snack. So I was raised in Mexico City, and that's the way that I was. I mean, I, I was not preciously organized, right? <laughs> As a composer of everything I can remember, but just a difference in timing, you know? Like I know that people in Spain, I'm sponsoring a woman in Spain, um, she eats dinner at 8 o'clock at night, sometimes at 9 o'clock, because that's the way of the land, right? So that's her challenge to help one another. What are your alcoholic foods? What are your alcoholic food behaviors? What are we going to agree on calling abstinence today? And and then translate that and then continue with the, with the book. As far as I understand, in my case, both things are absolutely essential. Unless I don't know that I'm entire abstinence, I cannot start working steps. And I absolutely need to know what's abstinence to me today. And then, you know, then I'm ready to receive the message. And I need both things every single day of my life. And with that, I'll Thank you, Marcella. And Melissa C., please go ahead. Hi. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. This is Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, so that um, when literature became available is when it takes off. And um, 
you know, I think about my own recovery, how um, I don't know how many years I was in and out of OA and never really looked at the big book. I never, um, you know, I don't know what I was working, what kind of a program I was working. I thought it was OA. I thought it was a 12-step program. But somehow reading the big book always um, was something that I didn't do. I, I I remember, you know, the first time I came to OA, I remember someone handed me the big book, and I remember looking through it, trying to find where is the diet inside the book, and where is the mention of food and and overeaters? I I couldn't find it, and so I couldn't identify with it, or I didn't want to identify with it. Um, And so for me, the big book, my Bible, was um, somebody handed me the grace sheet at the time, and so... You know, it's no, it's no accident that um, that I didn't have recovery. I had abstinence at times, but not recovery. And um, when I began listening to a vision for you, and I really began looking at the big book, um, you know, my recovery took root. Um, this book is amazing. It, it, it's no doubt in my mind that this book is God inspired um, because. Um, you know, so many years later after it's being written, um, it, every word is true, and even more so than they had imagined. Um, and I'm just so grateful that this group is here, that I get to have a slow study of the message inside. And um, and so when I work with other people, um, I use the big book. You know, I don't have to recreate um it's, there's no magic. It's open up the big book, follow the directions that are inside, and the miracle can happen. And thank you, with that Cass. Thank you, Melissa C. And Leah M., please go ahead. Thank you so much, Kathy, for your service. Uh, literature has played a major role in AA's growth. And as the message of recovery has reached larger numbers of people, you know, as we read AA's history, we notice that, uh, you know, there is consistent growth uh, in AA once uh, the big book came off the press in 1939. Um, Perhaps it's interesting to think about the fact that Once OA began producing its own literature, there began a decrease in the numbers of members of Overeaters Anonymous. Just an interesting thought. I mean, the big book was written as a clear set of directions for doing the steps. The 12 steps are the program of recovery. That's the heart of what AA was about, is about, and that's the heart of what uh, OA should be about. We have meetings, we have sponsors, we have lots of exciting events and conventions and retreats and all kinds of activities that go around, uh, go on within Overeaters Anonymous um, in the OA atmosphere, in the AA atmosphere, in the environment. But in that environment, the whole purpose of what's going on is to cause each one of us individually to implement the 12 steps ourselves. That's what AA is. That's what OA is. It's the process that causes each one of us to work the 12 steps ourselves and to have a spiritual awakening and then, of course, to be of useful service to those about 
us. And, you know, that's why the literature is so important. That's why it hasn't changed. I mean, just think of other textbooks or, you know, whether it's history or, uh, you know, books on science. They are updated. As more knowledge is gained, the text is updated to uh, transfer that information to its readers. The 12 steps of recovery has never been changed. The first 164 pages, including uh, the doctor's opinion, which unfortunately most of the time is not cracked open in OA meetings, it has been left untouched. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? Because no one's been able to improve upon it. So the closer we are aligned with the text, the greater results and growth we will have. Again, as the message of recovery, we have a specific message here. They were very clear about it on the title page uh, of this book that we read every morning, how 100, how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. They were very focused, just like this meeting, as are, there are many other meetings perhaps that also are very focused. We have an aim, we have a goal, we have an objective, and that is to be recovered. And these 12 steps allow us that process. Because if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. But we know where, we, where we're going, right? We have a focus, we have a aim, we have an objective. The 12 steps gets us there. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M. Who else would like to share on these paragraphs? It's Vasa O. Vasa O. Anyone else? Okay, Vasa, go ahead. Vasa, press star one. Sorry, I'm muted myself. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. And, and Vasa O, Recover Compulsive Reader, calling from... Massachusetts, uh, and I'm so grateful that God led me into the big book, The Twelve Steps in Over It is Anonymous, and that's how I started my program, and I'm just so grateful for that. And it's amazing how much uh, this program has grown over the years, you know. I came in 1986, and how much I see the growth since then, you know, and it's just going strong. But I do see the meetings are getting smaller and smaller face-to-face because of the technology. You know, people are getting on the phone bridge, and um, it's just, you know, connecting different ways, too. And it is uh, amazing how other programs have been able to, to adapt the 12 steps from the big book, like, for example, Alan and Coda, Adult Children, um, Emotion anonymous. I mean, you know, gambling. I remember giving the twelve. We looked uh, for narcotic narcotics anonymous with a friend. We looked that up, but again, he he didn't want to do it. I researched it for him. But anyways, love and sex addiction, and many, many, many more. And there was nothing more that I wanted them to lose the weight, to stop eating the way I was doing, and going. You know, I was, you know, I wanted to stop hurting myself. Uh, and I kept on hearing if I didn't work the program, if I didn't put the food down, and it's not going to happen. I needed to take an action. And I was really willing and I was ready to do that because I didn't want to die. So I couldn't, 
receive the message until I put the food down. And that was a torture for me to put the food down, going through the withdrawal, the craving, the cravings, the, the loss of my best friend, the grieving. I had to grieve. And in order to receive the message, I needed to put the food and work the, the 12 steps. And if I didn't, I was, uh, you know, I was told over and over, if I didn't work the program, I would go back into the food addiction. And I didn't want to die, so that's why I'm here. Thank you for letting me share in our past. Thank you, Vasa. Would anyone else like to share on these paragraphs before we... Charles H. Charles H. Anyone else? Okay, Charles H., please go ahead. Thank you, Kathy. Charles H. will recover visioning. I just want to thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous and OA. You know, I, I I really, you know what, every meeting is a great meeting because, you know, um, no matter what, you know, the primary purpose is trying to carry a message. You know, and, and some some are more successful than others, but I thank God for every meeting that I've attended in my life and every meeting that I will attend in my life. The root of the thing is love. If you know more, do more, show more. And, and act like, and even if you don't know, act as if until you can get to somebody that can, that you can relate with, you know, and, uh, you know, the big book and, and other inspirational books um, really give to me the connection to, to, to God. I, I, you know what, I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting God in no box no more. I'm not hiding God. He's too big anyway, in, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, because if a doctor can tell me, a medical saying, Dr. Silver, if he can tell me at the end of his statement, you know, although I may scoff, please remain to read this book and remain to pray. That's a medical saying, and I'm just truly grateful that that's coming up. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Charles H. Okay, we're going to move on now, and Larry Kay, would you read the last paragraph of the foreword? Sure, Kathy. Thanks so much for your service. Larry Kay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Reader. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship. Taking advantage of technological advances, for example, AA members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. In any meeting anywhere, AAs share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Modem to modem or face to face, AAs speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. And um, Kathy, thanks so much for your service. Um, you know, what, what is the integrity of this message anyway? Well, you know, we've talked about it already this morning. You know, here we have our basic text, and it tells us, what the essence of this message is to show other people like us precisely how we've recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I mean, these 12 steps lead to a spiritual transformation. Um, It did for, you know, for those uh, people back in the 1930s and it did for me and, um, and it can for someone else. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like if, if I had a cure for cancer, you know, the, the, the message hopefully would get to you. 
if you needed it. And, and it wouldn't matter what your country of origin was, you know, what sort of, you know, cultural background you came from. Um, it wouldn't matter, you know, of, you know, your socioeconomic financial type of situation was. It wouldn't matter what the color of your skin was. It wouldn't matter if you were gay or straight. You know, it really wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter what your gender is. Although we smile at women on this meeting, right? Um, <laughs> you know, it's, um, but nonetheless, it wouldn't matter. You know, the, the language of the heart is a language of love and hope. And, you know, in 1935, you had one drunk, you know, that carried the message of hope, you know, a way out to another drunk. And here we are still in, in 2015, and we carry the message to each other. Um, on this line and to, to other people in our lives. You know, you know, there's someone on the line, perhaps, you know, from, uh, from another country. I know there's people on the line from Israel. There's probably someone on the line from, you know, somewhere in Europe right now. You know, we're from all, you know, all different walks of life. And yet the consistency of this message of love and hope is you work these steps and you can have a change, a spiritual transformation some sort of vital spiritual change that enables you to get out from this quicksand that was swallowing you up. I mean, that's what ha was happening to me. You can take, I know from experience, my own personal experience. It wasn't just that I read about it or saw it in other people. See, it happened to me that I followed these steps, not perfectly, but I followed them precisely and I had a spiritual transformation and I have not found it necessary to pick up my binge substances in a long period of time. I mean, and my life's not perfect and I'm, I'll never be perfect, but what a beautiful message of hope that my cancer, if you will, is in remission as long as I stay in fit spiritual condition. And I, guess what? I even have instructions for that. It's pretty amazing. So very grateful. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Sally? Sally A. Anyone else? Okay, Sally, it's yours. Thank you. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, A Vision for You. It's Sally A. in South Jersey, recovered compulsive overeater. So we had this lovely paragraph that just says it so succinctly that it doesn't matter with all of the changes in our whole society. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practices within the fellowship. And it goes on to talk about uh, modem to modem and face to face. And with all of the, uh, the things that go on in this society, with all of our inventions and um, with all of the changes with the microwave and with the way we use our iPhones instead of using a Polaroid camera and um, it doesn't matter. You know, ultimately, um, it, it brings me to page uh, 72 at the top of the page, um, not the first line, but the second line. This is the crux of the matter. We still have these 12 steps, this simple kit of recovery in our hands. After 100 years, almost 100 years, we're still left with the same toolkit of 12 steps. 
And what are we trying to accomplish in, with these 12 steps? We, we're going to be entering into the doctor's opinion and, and forward. We're going to be looking at the allergy of our body, the phenomenon of craving, and the mental aspect of our disease. And these 12 steps are going to be the treatment for this, for these, for this allergy of my body and for the mental aspect of my disease. We've been trying to get a new attitude. That's what the 12 steps do for us. They're going to give us a new attitude, a new relationship with my creator, and they're going to help me to discover the obstacles in my path. So when all is said and done, after all this time, we're still left with the same message of, of sharing our experience, our strength, and our hope through these 12 steps of recovery and by imparting the message that this is what really is going on inside of us. We've got this spiritual hunger. We were turning to self-reliance instead of turning to our God. And we had this allergy of our body that ensured that we were going to go down the tubes if we didn't, if we didn't pick up the simple kid and if we didn't uh, grab onto the herd around us. Um, so we still have the same program, basically, despite all the changes of, of technology that we're, that we're surrounded by. And what a fabulous thing, that we still need each other and that we still have the same simple set of 12 steps, these tools that bring us to a place of healing and restoration and recovery. Thanks for letting me share with that iPad. Thank you, Sally. Um, who else would like to share on this paragraph? Renata. Renata. Mary Kay. Mary Kay. Anybody else? Okay, I'll take a turn after Mary Kay. Um, okay, Renata G., please go ahead. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G., recovered compulsive reader in New York. In any AA meeting anywhere, AAs share experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. And, um, you know, it says in the beginning of the paragraph that the literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message. You know, and I thank God for that because before working the steps as laid out in this big book, you know, before um, working the AA program that is contained in this 164 pages, all I had to share in my meetings, you know, either, you know, like says here, face-to-face -face meetings or phone meetings, uh, it was just my experience with the food and how I kept trying to battle it every day, you know, before away and in a way, just um, trying to use willpower to stay abstinent, to stay, you know, to white knuckle it every day. And, um, you know, today, because of the, the message that is contained in this book, you know, my experience is that, yes, I was tortured by compulsive eating. I you know, I had a, 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 an awful past with the food, but then I also had an experience with this 12 steps, which, you know, allowed me to get strength from a higher power, to have a relationship with a higher power that, you know, enables me today to to live in a recovered state of mind and body. And, you know, today I can carry a message of hope 
that the same way it happened to, to for me, it can help, happen to, to anyone else, you know, for anyone that works this 12 steps. And so, you know, if I don't follow the AA message, right, the 12 steps, because, you know, like I've shared on the line before, when I came to the rooms, I, I was just dieting with group support. I ignored that this was a, this is a 12-step program. And so all I had to share was my experience with the food and trying to white-knuckle it. But today, you know, because of the steps, I had experience, an experience with them, and God gives me the strength and gives me a message of hope to carry to others. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Renata G. And um, Mary Kay, go ahead. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Mary Kay. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater from upstate western New York. And I actually wanted to comment specifically on this last paragraph. I'm fairly new to the program. Um, actually started in early June, um, and I'm in my sixth decade of life. Um, but I have learned that God's timing is perfect, and God is, is my higher power. And the and it's the technology piece and the access to to uh, the, the hope and recovery message that is so readily accessible. Um, I'm not sure that I I would have um, if I was even aware of of Overeaters Anonymous rooms. I think once, maybe 30, 40 years ago, it had just seemed to be a plan about losing your weight, and I and I didn't think that that would work. Um, so I, I just didn't even go to a meeting when I heard about it. But when I was introduced um, through a series of messages at at, uh, at my place of worship that were essentially a 12-step program, something clicked. And and what's happened now, and I looked for face-to-face -face meetings, and they just don't exist in my area. Um, so so AA fellows helped me get started, and and then I found the phone lines, and then I found you, and I have your name all over in my literature um, with with your your first names and your initials and the dates that you said something that sung to my heart and and gave me hope and recovery and and so I wanted to speak specifically out there because a lot of veteran people speak on the lines sharing their experience, strength, and hope regularly, and I am so grateful for their shares. But I also wanted to share for those out there that are fairly new to the program and, and just beginning to learn and, and, and just encourage you to, to keep coming back. The study is amazing, important. You will get it. I'm experiencing it. I'm experiencing the spiritual recovery. And um, and with the help of a sponsor, who I only know by name, and I'll probably never meet face to face, and I was really really reluctant about that. But but the the technology pieces that have have made a difference, and you can really make connections with people because in the end, we're really just spiritual beings, aren't we? Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much for your service and that, this opportunity to share. Thank you, Mary Kay, and keep coming back. Um, this is Kathy Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I, too, want to talk about um, the technology that has contributed to our fellowship growing 
over the last 10, 15 years. I, um, I remember when I first started going to OA meetings, I was obviously much younger. I'm talking about 1993. And, um, you know, I was told that getting to three meetings a week was important and doing that and maintaining a full-time job and a young family uh, was really quite difficult. I did it, though, because I really wanted recovery. Um, and as the years went by, I was uh, introduced to phone meetings and to online opportunities to communicate with people working the 12 steps and being in recovery. And that that just broadened my base of support for recovery. And it actually... Not only was I able to get to a meeting every day and sometimes two if I needed it, um, but it reduced the stress in my life to some extent uh, because I didn't have to go out at night as often. But I have to say, for me, there's an underside or an unintended negative consequence of all the technology advances that we have available to us. Um, I found myself, in a way, um, taking an easier way out for a while of just going to phone meetings. Um, it just seemed so much easier. But in doing so, um, I think I forfeited the opportunity to really carry the message um, to others in my own community here. Um, where I live, and um, so I find myself today trying to strike a balance uh, to make use of online and telephone opportunities and also remember that face-to-face -face meetings are yet another opportunity to really serve others. Um, we're just so lucky to have all these options available to us and equally lucky that the integrity of the AA message remains intact. And with that, I pass. Is there anyone else who would like to share? We still have five to seven minutes left. Could I take a turn? Yes, who are you? Hi, my name is Mara, recovering anorexic compulsive overeater in Chicago. And I'm just so humbled because as I'm listening to everybody today and we're talking about how the program hasn't changed. And I am, you know, many of us have sought lots of different options before coming to the rooms. So we know what else is out there in terms of being able to recover. And what's so powerful to me is that the solution is spiritual and one person helping another. In light of all the advances, including the fact that I'm on the phone with everybody right now, it still comes down to the 12 steps and a spiritual solution and one person helping another. And I just find that very beautiful and powerful. And thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Mara. Who else would like to share? We'll have a few minutes. Anybody who hasn't taken an opportunity? This is Tricia from Holliston, Massachusetts. Hi, Tricia. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm also new to vision, about six months now, and um, I have 
been in Provo quite a number of years, and this has uh, been such a wonderful new way of studying the big book. And I thoroughly enjoy all the people that share about it. And um, I, too, enjoy the technology. I'm actually in my home in Maine, and there's not um, availability of any OA meetings. There's a lot of AA meetings. So I plug in uh, daily to this wonderful phone meeting, and um, I'm actually right now looking at the beautiful mountains and lakes where we have a a log home up on a ridge. And this higher power is alive and well in Maine. And um, I I thank you, Kathy, for your service uh, and also for all your wonderful sharing through the years. Um, You've been a real force in my recovery. And thank you for leading today's meeting. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Tricia L. So glad you're with us. Who else would like to share? This is Janice. Hi, Janice. P. Go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. My name is Janice P. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You know, yes, I I, uh, I so appreciate what everyone had to say today. And it isn't it wonderful the world of modern technology. But it is a good reminder to me that at its core, at its core, this is a program about connecting to one another. And, you know, some of the things that I hear my fellows talk about is um, how to maintain that connection with one another. Because if that is still true, and I believe it is, that it is one-on-one sharing our experience, strength, and hope with each other, not just the first time, not just the first time I heard the message, but every day. You know, if I'm going to maintain this spiritual connection to my higher power and to my fellows, then I have to not be anonymous. I have to be connected one day at a time. I have to buy the package. I have to be all in. You know, how free do you want to be, someone asked me. How free do you want to be? And nothing has changed about this program. I needed to hear the message from someone in whom the problem had been solved who cracked open this big book with me. They didn't do it for me. They did it with me and brought it alive for me so that I could see myself in their experience and I could see myself in this book. And because of that, a depth of willingness opened up in me to work these steps as if my life depended on it and then to stay all in. Because you you can stay on the periphery, you can be lurking around the edges and not get what we have found here, which is connection, a spiritual connection with our higher power and with each other. At least that's the way it's worked for me. I don't know how it works for you, but I got a pretty good idea because of what you share with me that it's been the same for you. That daily we address our fears and we address our resentments and we address our self-centeredness by connecting with one another. And none of that has changed since the very first day that Ebby showed up at Bill's apartment and shared his experience, strength, and hope, and it started a whole movement. So don't let the momentum die down. Keep going, because I need you. And with that, I'll pass. 
Thank you, Janice P. Uh, thanks to everybody who shared today. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. It's now time to close the meeting with the reading from the big book on page 164. And I will ask Julie R. to read um, A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. All right. Thank you, Kathy. This is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>